especially like Chinese food. Never. If anything, we're jealous because that shit is delicious. Uh, I was actually just having some yeah. right now. Even a couple of chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. Um, I mean, the, the I know there's you know a lot of doom and gloom out there, but you know, <clears throat> one of the nice things about the thing going on right now is at least everyone's like you know go home, be with your family, you probably Facetime and do a lot of things like that. Uh, everybody except Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, that motherfucker bought a whole ass island. Like, I don't know if you guys heard of that, but he was like, oh, I got to be at home. I'm just going to buy an island and stay by my goddamn self. And that's when I thought, where are these islands that people can just buy? Like, I, I didn't know there's still parts of, like, I thought Christopher Columbus did a good-ass job. <laughs> like, is there just, like, a Craigslist for islands to just go and say, seeking, you know, multimillionaire with lots of land and a place to hide bodies? People are doing a lot of shit on islands. I feel like we should just, you know, look into that a little bit more. I don't know. <laughs> Good thing about working from home for me is uh, I, I found, like, more confidence boost. You know, now that everything is virtual, everything's on meetings. Um, I Sometimes I don't like to have my camera on, you know? I, I can just, you know, if I showed up, like, I'm, you know, I'm draws right now. You know, like, I'm just... <laughs> it's cooling. Like, this is how I am at work, you know? <laughs> this is how I do. Um, and you know, I, I find you know weird ways to like you know get a confidence, and no one can know because I can mute myself. It's like things I couldn't do in you know a normal meeting. Uh, the other day, uh, my my manager he was he was critiquing a deck or a presentation that me and my team had been putting together, and I was telling my team for the longest time like, hey, look, I think the presentation should be this way. And as soon as my manager said exactly what I was thinking, I was like, boo, y'all, Karen, fuck that shit, dog. And no one could hear me because I muted myself. It was amazing. Uh, <laughs> I could play music. Like, it's, I just get, like, the weirdest confidence boost and just no one else can get that but me. Uh, but not everyone, not everyone is finding, like, the same sauce. Like, my, my younger brother, he's a junior in high school. And I was like, yo, how are you holding up, man? Like, you know, school's out. And he was like, nah, man. This shit sucks. They cancel spring. And I was like, what you mean they cancel spring? He's like, can't play lacrosse? I was like, okay, first of all, you're a black. That's not even, that shouldn't even be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, then he, and, then he, and then he also said, cancel prom. And I was like, uh, that makes sense that they're going to cancel prom. He was like, no, 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 I think they might bring it back. I think they might bring it back. And I was like, look, if they're telling people keep six feet of distance because they don't want you guys to catch the road, I doubt they're going to let you guys stand in, in like your school gym for two hours and hump each other. Uh, I don't think that's the right <laughs> Uh, for you know, I think the PTA would have to have something to say about that. Least <laughs> I would. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think the weirdest thing about this pandemic is that people are like they can't get enough of it. I, I don't know. Like it's turned into media. Like one thing that my girlfriends are doing is watching Contagion. I don't know if you guys watch that shit, but I don't know at, at any point during a pandemic you'd be like, "Man, this pandemic's pretty crazy. I should get away from this." And be like, yo, you want to see how this shit ends? Yeah, 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 I want to do that. <laughs> uh, I found out recently that my my cousin is a heroin addict, and then that really that really disturbed me a lot because I feel my cousin and I were pretty close, and so to find out that he's been a heroin addict for quite some time, I was like, damn, like I like I feel like I let him down. And when you find out some news like that, you start retracing some things that happened and. For me, I realized that I, I I wasn't seeing some of the signs. One of the signs is when I gave him forty dollars, um, and it wasn't about the forty dollars itself. Is it's the reason that he said he needed the forty dollars 
he told me he needed $40 for rent. And I don't, I don't know if he lives in a, I don't, he doesn't live in a cardboard box. Um, but no, at no point in, in anybody's life have they ever needed just $40 to just meet, make ends meet. Like no one ever needed, you know, two large Domino's pizzas. Is that the time or is that one minute? That's one minute. Oh, okay, perfect. You know, the dude, the game. I'm in. I was like, this is interaction. Um, uh, well, that's, that's that. Another thing that he did is like, uh, for anybody else that thinks they might have uh, something like the attic, they'll lie about petty shit. You know, I did just touch my face. Um, they lie about <laughs> I don't know what that means. So they lie about petty shit. So that's one thing there. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Am I not supposed to touch my face? Is this like an inside joke? I don't know. Um, oh, all right. So my, this, I'll, I'll leave on this then. My, I got kind of jealous of my best friend because he got like this super dope girlfriend that like took him on trips and he was telling me about it. I'm, I'm trying to be, you know, real happy for him. He's like, yeah, dog, she even comes to my job, will suck my dick, you know, and then she'll go back to work. And I was like, what? How long is her lunch breaks to go ahead and do that? Like, that is amazing. <laughs> Uh, and then I, I started getting jealous because I, you know, I'm in a relationship, so like I'm, and you don't ever want to be jealous, but I had to ask my girlfriend. I was like, look, um, hey, so what, 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 what are we doing here? Like, what, you know, what, what? I don't get like any like nice texts, like any like sexy texts. When I send you something, you don't send me anything back. He's like, look, I just don't know what to say. Right? And I was like, look, just be creative. You know, just be creative. Say anything. Like, you know, I'll, I'll be into it. Um, tell me why I get a text. You know, the next day is saying, uh, hey, hope you're having a good day at work. When you come home, I'm going to gobble your balls while I'm sucking on paint. And uh, I had to send her, I had to call her me and say, what the fuck is going on with you? <laughs> uh, and she said, I thought she told me to be creative. I said, be, be creative, not suicidal. Um, <laughs> back to her past life. Yep, that's that's, 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 that's <laughs> <pretty much. laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Give it up for Stephen. <laughs> All right. I see Warren is not here. Is Cooper Carlton here? Cooper Carlton? No. Jesse. Jesse is here. All right. So on deck is Jesse. And next up is Gary Hughes. Yay. For sure. Um, I like this Resident Evil Umbrella Corporation shit we're doing right here. This is pretty interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is pretty fun. I, I miss sports. Like, I've grown up with sports all my life, so I incorporate whistles to sports because whistles are mostly in all sports. So that's the correlation I have. So when I'm coming out of a bar at 2 in the morning and I hear a whistle in the dark alleyway, I'm like, damn, that sounds like a good basketball game over there. That sounds like a good game over there. Like it's like, oh, it's even some screaming over there. That sounds like a good ass basketball game. I'm kind of jealous <laughs> about that game going on over there. Um, uh, I, I hate that this coronavirus. You know, I heard everybody had to get like twelve hundred dollars, and I'm I'm still like, hey, what about our reparations? We still ain't get all stuff. <laughs> everybody gotta get the twelve hundred. Why everybody gotta get the twelve hundred? They just gave even Jason and I the twelve hundred. It'd be cool. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that'd be that'd be solid, but you gotta get everybody this stuff. <laughs> oh man, I thought we was gonna win on this one. I am I am pretty excited about all the uh, horny women that are gonna come out of this. <laughs> of it. I'm there when they make that mistake. I'm so there. It's on. It's over. 
I like, you know, I like the pre-screen and like sex questions are usually like, are you clean? But now it's going to be like, do you have Corona? And I'm like, nah, I don't have that, but I do have chlamydia and gonorrhea. And they're like, okay, no problem. Just keep going. Let's do that. Those are curable. Yeah, it's going to be a bad baby boom off of this coronavirus. Anyway. <laughs> Fuck them babies. Uh, I, I saw an ad in this shit for reversal abortion pill one time. And um, it was a lady holding a baby and it said, change your mind. I did. And it was, it was saying two things. It was saying that, first of all, it was saying the Plan B pill is an abortion pill, right? And then it was saying if you take, an abor- take the Plan B and you want to have the baby, you take this within 48 hours and this will reverse the action. And I thought that was so strange because humans are so delicate when you, like, we're making them. Like, if you have that baby, you're going to be like, how does my baby look? It looks indecisive. Like, your baby looks like 50-50. <laughs> it looks so, so. Did you really want that baby or did you not want that baby? I don't know if that's the thing you're supposed to be doing. Um, (laughs) I've been doing some sexting lately because this is all I got to do. This is all I can do. Like right now at this time, yeah, it's good to be an erotic novelist. (laughs) You know, I'm testing my game, see if I can make somebody wet with the words. You know what I'm saying? I'm like a a Rakim or something, you know what I'm saying, with the words. Um, I was sexting this girl. I sexting this girl. I'm very straightforward when I do sexting. Like, hey, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm licking this. I'm doing that. And we're doing this. And then her element of sexting, hers is like, you hear a knock at the door. You look through the peephole. You say, oh, no, you let me in. And I was like, she gave me dialogue during sexting. I was like, she had scenes. I'm like, that's not how sexting works. You shit. What are you doing with this? This is not how sex it works. This white girl had me scared. Somebody she had a cop uniform. I was like, I don't play that. I don't play that shit at all. No cop uniforms, you know? Uh, <laughs> um, I'm always strange about what white people eat. White people eat a lot of raw food. Uh, you know, steak tartare and shit like that. And I don't like that. I don't like the white people eating that stuff. Black people like stuff well done. Like people, Black people don't enjoy steaks because that shit be well done. To be burnt, you know. And I saw I had my Belgian aunt. She had like mixed up some ground beef with some seasoning. And I came in. I was like, "Oh, auntie, you about to make some hamburgers?" And they just started eating that shit. And I was like, "What? What do you? What? Cook that, auntie. You gotta cook that." I I just could not believe they were eating raw meat, just like it was no big deal, just on a piece of bread. It was, <laughs> I grew up on Section 8. You know, I was the, I was a little, you know, the little kid that you see in the street with diapers eating, like, raw hot dogs? I was that kid, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I still couldn't understand them eating raw meat. But not only them, black people do it, too, you know? In middle school, I had an African friend, and he took me back home and, uh, you know, just have dinner. His pops, they don't believe in separating food. You know how some plates have dividers? They don't believe in that shit. He had chicken, rice, and ice cream all on the same plate. <laughs> He's like, how's the rice? I'm like, it's cold. It's sweet. Like, my ice cream is dripping to it. What else do you expect here? Okay. This is not a good thing for me. If you're in any neighborhood, I want to say this. I oh, appreciate it. In any neighborhood, the worst thing to look out for, my friend told me this, the worst thing to look out for is a grown-ass man on a kid's bicycle. You don't fuck with that person, okay? <laughs> any any grown-ass man, you see them with knees all like this, don't fuck with them. <laughs> He got that tricycle. He went through some shit to get that tricycle. You don't leave. You leave that man alone. He going through something. Okay, that's my uh, that's my TSA to everybody just to keep y'all safe for this time. 
Uh, let's see if I got one more joke. Oh, yeah. Uh, being black, when you're around older black women, because my last black girlfriend was like my freshman year, they always want you to date black girls. And uh, they're always like, your mama black, your daddy black, why don't you get a black girl? And I feel like that logic doesn't set. Like you could do that with shopping, you know? You'd be like, your mama black, your daddy black, get a black phone. Your mama <laughs> black, your daddy black, buy a black car. Uh, yeah, appreciate it. Hey, appreciate it, y'all. Thank you, Jason, man. Have a good one, bro. I appreciate it. Thank you. Gary, that was awesome. Is Warren on? Is Warren on by chance? Okay. All right, cool. Well, uh, on deck is Johnny Stein. Uh, but next up is Jesse Wayburn. So give it up for Jesse. Good morning, everyone. Um, I say good morning now all the time because time doesn't fucking matter. Um, <laughs> and I also have been saying that, you know, COVID-19 has really I love being, being sad and lonely. Um, I have had so much more social interaction since quarantining and when I moved to New York four months ago uh, which was really great timing for moving to New York <laughs> um, so uh, I, I was thinking about what I would be talking about tonight and I was like wonder if my my regular stuff will work um, and so I'm gonna try um, so I, I uh, a little bit about me I am uh, 36 divorced with two full abortions, and <laughs> I fucking ball that I'm 36. Um, but I can tell you right now, this quarantine and pandemic is aging me. I have now. I have superhero grace uh, coming in very rapidly. So I. So don't worry. I'm gonna look as old as everybody else when this is over. Um, uh, I look I, I look great for, um, you know, having two abortions because I don't have any kids. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and, and I'm discovering that, um, you know, being divorced, it, it did suck. Uh, and I've been like, man, I, I think that I would like to have a, a partner, but then I'm hearing about all these people with just the worst times with their partner, and it's like, gosh, my divorce and my abortions, those were prep for pandemic. I can't believe it. I was so for 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 thinking, um, and uh, and sort of futuristic in my in my terrible life choices. Um, so uh, I guess I guess you know I can still talk about these things. Um, I guess also I should sort of um, acknowledge that I do look like Miss Frizzle if she gave the kids acid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like you know a little a little kooky. I'm like uh, I'm like I oh you know I'm gonna age into Mrs. Doubtfire. That is uh, what I'm <laughs> um, that will be my persona, um, and then. Also, I, I've discovered that um, I'm a little bit like if Macaulay Culkin was Freaky Friday with my bubby. Um, <laughs> very cute, uh, very crappy, and a little cute. Um, and working for me, um, all of this uh, this age age appropriate um, isolation. Maybe who knows? Maybe I will come out 
eager looking for having not seen the sun for many days. Um, and uh, we'll see. Okay, so Jordan Lung is on deck and fully prepared with his Pornhub background. And uh, next up is Johnny Stein. What's up? What's up? Um, I am, uh, yes, this quarantine has been um, fine, I feel like. It's not, uh, like, I don't really like touch. The closest I've been to being touched is, like, being rained on, uh, which has been <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> it's uh it's it's weird i'm i'm like being in lockdown with your family you get a lot of the same rules like as camp like a lot of camp rules uh like we've put in like if it's um if it's yellow let it mellow you know um like don't uh get more food than you need uh no sex with the bunk mates you know mm. no excuses um uh it's also been nice for me because I uh, don't have to pretend to have ambition. That's been great. Uh, <laughs> what a relief. Uh, yeah, I like sit on the couch, you know, finishing like my third sleeve of salami, like governor's orders, you know. <laughs> um, I did actually have to go to the doctor during this. Um, which was embarrassing because it was for acne. <laughs> Nothing to do with the corona. Uh, it was for acne on my back, um, which I learned is like 
uh, the plight of the single man. <laughs> I learned that because my um, my doctor, I was like, how do I get it? And she was like, if you don't have anyone to help you, she's <laughs> like, oh no, oh no. Um, yeah, it's like, uh, it's, Oh, she also said. Uh, she said, "If you're if you're gonna get rid of it on your own, you better start practicing your yoga poses," which is like a real uh, shame. It's the only affliction that like you can't solve on your own. Like you're you don't go to the doctor for gout and have the you know, laying the doctor's like, "Oh well, better get on Tinder," you know. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, I did get a, I did get a, as a gift though, um, a, uh, uh, like a stick, a, a loof on a stick, um, from my parents, which was really like a really nail in the coffin. Like no one's getting your back. Huh? We can <laughs> all tell. Okay. Um, I also went skydiving. I, it sucks that we miss, uh, we lose the other day. You know, when we used to say like, I went skydiving the other day. Um, but now, you know, I'm here. So I went skydiving three years ago. <laughs> then I wrote this joke. <laughs> um, but it's, it's scary. It's like, uh, it's like really long, uh, right? And the, it's only really the first minute is the part you see. You know, the first minute is like you falling, like you can't breathe. Your cheeks are desperately trying to become wings, you know. Mm. You know, your fingers are slowly like <clears throat> just making this. It's um, it's scary. But the worst part is when they pull the uh, the parachute and bam, you're in a conversation with a stranger that's tied to your back for four minutes and can't leave. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like you just talk about like how the Raiders did last year, and you have no idea. <laughs> you know, uh, it sucks. It's like the it's like there's no other like a uh, like attraction that's you know like. A mi one, like one part thrill and four parts like an icebreaker, you know. It sucks. <laughs> um, and I also like I spent a lot of money <laughs> to do this, something that I got for free at my cousin's wedding. You know, it's just too bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I am. Oh, let's see. What else can I do? Um. Uh, I got it. I, uh, oh, I guess I can do this one. This is, uh, I haven't, uh, I have this, uh, another, um, ailment I found is that I have this thing called SNS, which I would implore you to look up. Um, it's, uh, sad nipple syndrome. <laughs> it's a hundred percent real. Uh, it's not just because I'm sad elsewhere. Uh, it's specifically if you rub your nipples, um, you get you feel this like immense despair uh and it's made like um sex real tricky because um huh. i live with my parents so uh i can't do it anyway <laughs> but um <laughs> but it just it's just like uh you're you know you're loving it you're feeling it you're in it and then you're just hit with like uh like immense like homesickness uh and it's just uh it's tough to it's tough to get it off by then all right whatever i'm done <laughs> goodbye <laughs> <laughs> That wait, so you're you're telling me that if you rub your nipples enough, you'll be sad? 
yeah. I, I mean, if you're asking me specifically, then yes. Yeah, do it <laughs> right now. Uh, Show you, us your tits. That's my key. Just imagine it. Does it does it work? Does it? Can you? So can you go like clockwise and get yourself sad and counterclockwise and and then all of a sudden you're happy? Oh, uh, either way, I'm sad. Okay. <laughs> I just I just thought I had the solution. Um, <laughs> let's see uh next up i'm trying to get wong on but right now is jordan law so give it up for him thanks guys um so i'm kind of hard to tell but i'm six feet tall and uh like most guys who say they're six feet tall i'm 5'11". <laughs> uh, i think short guys are really liking zoom right now <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's the same height on Zoom. Uh, that's my Zoom opener. Can't wait to do that in real life. Uh, okay. So uh, I've been watching a lot more porn because that's what everyone else is doing. Because um, of the current situation, a lot of my like, I watch a lot of webcam porn, and like, because of the current situation, a lot of my favorite cam girls have like come out of retirement. <laughs> it's kind of cool to see him again, but it's kind of like seeing Michael Jordan when he played for the Wizards, you know. <laughs> not not the same. Um, there's been an increase in attacks against of eight. Ah, I'm like reading this off my screen, and I can't still read it right. Uh, <laughs> been an increase in attacks against Asians to the coronavirus, uh, which also means there's an increase in people finding out that not all Asians know martial arts. <laughs> so uh, that's that's a silver lining. <laughs> we're we're finally getting rid of one stereotype. Um, I used to live in New York, and uh, like you know, your friends always come visit you in New York and stuff, and always do like the same like five things. Um, for some reason, I'm always the friend they ask to go to the 9/11 memorial with. <laughs> <laughs> like you know like why can't i be the chelsea market friend like you know I'm here for like I'm here for like five days and then i'm always like hey we're at the 9-11 memorial you want to come and uh oh it's, it's just as sad the fourth time as it is the first time um cool uh actually i'm in asia right now <laughs> i like fled San Francisco to go to Hong Kong. Um, where like if you see the charts, it's like the lowest infection rates or whatever. Um, which is cool, I guess. I'm, like quarantined in my in my parents' house, so it's like living in a really nice jail. Uh, <laughs> they, like bring food to me, they, like cut some fruits from me. It's, uh, it's an Asian joke. Um, <laughs> One of the most underrated things about being an Asian guy is like how easy it is for me to enjoy interracial porn. It's like I have to get my feelings hurt. I see it. <laughs> uh, like if I was a white guy, I feel like I would like interracial porn, but like not that much, you know. Because <laughs> I'm Asian, it's cool. Um, think if you guys think, uh, I see it. Uh, you think if a blind person was suicidal and like their guide dog helped them walk into traffic, the 
a good dog or a bad dog? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good dog. All right. I'm going to time back, but uh, thank you guys. Thank you, Jason. Awesome. So uh, on deck is Sarah Press. But right now, it's Rob Hudson. If you can, can you get on, Rob? Can you can you unmute yourself? Jesus Christ! Wait, I know his I know his jokes. I can do it for him. <laughs> Where's Rob at? Is he here? He's right here. I see his fucking screen. Willing to bomb for a friend. I like it. He's right here. He's he's R O B Coco. That's my friend. My friend listens. <laughs> Rob. Rob. Does that help? Stop playing games, Rob. Come on, it's going smoothly until now. (laughs) (laughs) No one can. I hear. I hear you. You're messaging me, but I can't hear you, Rob. Unmute your mic, dude. And video. Um, Do you need time? Do you need time? I am unmuted. He's messaging me. He's not. It's just funny. I'm the old lady. I figured it out. Come on. Okay. On right now, Sarah. Are you ready? Yep, I'm good to go. All right, Sarah Press is ready, unlike Rob. <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, give it up for Sarah Press. All right. Cool. Hey, everybody. Uh, I'm again Sarah Press. I'm based in Chicago, where we are also in quarantine. And for me, like, you know, it's not going great. It's very boring trying to, you know, live life the way I did before, doing comedy or drink minimum. That's helping me have some of a normal routine. <laughs> My husband, though, he's honestly thriving under quarantine. This is like his first opportunity to really live his best life. He's like, oh, sorry, Sarah. I'd really love to get dinner in a movie with you, but, ah, oh, you know, quarantine. I'm just going to play Path of Exile all night, every night, with every single man that I've ever known. Uh, and it really is like every single man he's ever known like I'm not trying to be a sexist or anything like I know that women also play video games but my god does it get frustrating from time to time like I'm not saying that I want him to get coronavirus (laughs) but like if he got like a bad cold or like bumped his knee or just something so he could be a little bit less cheerful all the time like I don't know I would not hate it So uh, I'm Jewish. Uh, My husband is not. He was raised Catholic. And that's intentional. Like, that's by design. Um, Jewish men, by and large, are not really fond of the Jewish women. They find us annoying, abrasive, aggressive, all true, like 100% accurate every time. Luckily, Catholic guys, you know, they're really tough. Like, if you can survive Catholic school, you can survive anything. (laughs) plus there's you know the guilt thing like catholic guys love guilt but catholic guilt is very depressing it's all you're sinning you're sinning you're sinning there's really nowhere to go with that jewish guilt by contrast is super motivating we say work harder you get a better job we say study harder into a better school we say complain harder you get more stuff (laughs) it's not perfect but compared to a thousand hail marys it's better there's a lot of jewish people in comedy i don't know if any of you guys have ever realized that (laughs) 
if you haven't realized that, it's probably a good thing because it means you're not Jewish and you know, that's fine. There's no great thing there. But you're definitely not a Nazi. Nazis, they love paying attention to stuff like that. But they're a little inconsistent. Too many Jewish billionaires, massive conspiracy. Too many Jewish comedians, eh, they let it slide. <laughs> In part, I'm pretty sure, because they have like no other option. There are zero funny Nazi comedians. It's actually, it's actually really sad. I mean, who are they gonna like? Roseanne? <laughs> no, not even Roseanne. She Nazis is also actually Jewish. So anti-Semitism, you know, it's bad, right? Obviously very bad. I am opposed. But it is kind of interesting, and that's probably the only ism that's both terrifying, but also, you know, like, a little bit flattering. Because when Nazis be Nazi-ing, they're all like, ah, the Jews have all the power. The Jews have all the money. Who runs the world, question mark? Jews, exclamation point. That's like, all right, well, at least I have something to look forward to. Now, Eric and I, were a very modern, modern couple. He does the cooking and the cleaning and the taking out of the garbage. And I do, you know, nothing. Hashtag feminism. <laughs> I feel like we've had 2,000 years of oppressions, lady, and now it's payback time. Eric and I, we also, we love Netflix. You know, we're, very, we're not even chill. We're very focused. <laughs> Why, thank you, April. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, Eric is a wonderful father to our two kittens, Macaroni and Bebe. They're classic kittens, very cute, very evil. <laughs> We're double-income two cats. We have no kids. Um, I think we'll have kids eventually. I hear it's sort of a good investment, at least once you hit middle age. But, like, I do worry a little bit. What if you get, you know, like a dud, like a really garbage kid? Like, what do you do? You can't return them. You can't evade them it's like 18 years sort of a sunken cost so until i get over that i'm sticking with the cats um my favorite thing about eric has to be his beard guys look better with beards like 99.9 percent .9 of the time if you have a beard keep it off if someone tells you to not to get rid of your beard 99 percent, not 100 percent, gary not 100 um if someone says you should get rid of your beard cut them out of your life they're definitely just trying to ruin it it's funny though how saying you look good with a beard is kind of a compliment, but kind of not, given it's, you know, hiding half of your face. Like, I feel like if you told Zoro he looked better with the mask, he would probably take it poorly, and that's a little bit similar with the beards. But I kind of, I've dealt with the same thing, so, you know, don't worry. Um, I did kind of recently get married, and everyone at my wedding was like, you look Gorgeous. You look amazing. I have never seen you look better in your entire life. At some point, it's like, guys, guys, it's called makeup. <laughs> if you want to compliment me, this, you know, is my face. <laughs> but all in all, I like the way I look, you know, not too hot, not too cold, face for comedy. <laughs> the thing I probably like the least is my weight. Now, I know what you're thinking. That's ridiculous. Other things about her are way worse, but let me explain. <laughs> the challenge is that I have, like, really thin arms, not toned, but thin, and sort of a thin face. And so when I gain weight, it goes entirely to my stomach. As a result, I don't look thin. I don't look thick. 
I look pregnant. And the reason I know this is that people that I do not know tell me that I am pregnant. And this happens a lot. Um, I've gotten people who got up and gave me their seat on the train. Nice. I've also had bartenders question me before they're willing to serve. And that's hurtful. <laughs> you know, like, they think that I'm the kind of mother that would poison my unborn imaginary child. Like, no, absolutely not. Fullborn actual child, possibly, but my imaginary fetus, like, that's, that's just mm -hmm. The worst time it's been in recent memory is um, I was on the first floor of a building and this doorman was showing me where the bathroom was. So we're walking and we're walking and he turns to me and he says, so when are you due? So when are you due? I forgot. Like, I can't tell him I'm not pregnant. It's so specific. And so like, I'm trying to figure out how pregnant I look and how many months would be left and what month <laughs> it would therefore entail. Like, imagine having the worst moment in your life and somebody bops in and also throws in a math problem. <laughs> and so I'm going to leave you guys with that bit of advice. If you're a doorman or a train rider or really anybody, do not tell someone that they are pregnant unless you are 1,000% sure that they are pregnant. And even if you are, do not do that because you're a stranger. And <laughs> All right. Cool. Thank you, guys. Except for Sarah. All right. So uh, Rob was supposed to be next, but uh, he, apparently he needs some time to write his jokes. <laughs> 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 On deck is April April Hirschman. Is that is that right? Um, is that right? Wait. Okay. And next, and right now we have Natasha Collier. Collier. This oh. is exactly like it's spelled. Uh, oh, okay, cool. I, <laughs> um, what's up? What's up, guys? Uh, I uh, turned 22 a few months ago. It's been it's been a wild run. Sometimes I get introduced uh, at these things as a millennial, and I'm actually not a millennial. Like technically, I'm part of the next generation, which is also the last generation, probably <laughs> Generation Z, baby. We're not gonna make it. <laughs> people are saying people are saying coronavirus is the biggest thing since 9/11, right? Uh, which I think is true, and that's crazy for me because my generation does not remember 9/11. Most of us were not even born yet. Uh, before this, the closest we got to 9/11 was when Kanye took the mic from Taylor Swift at the VMAs. <laughs> you guys remember where you were? You guys were watching TV. You looked up at your mom, probably. You were like. So do we still go to school? Like, what does this mean <laughs> for our country? <laughs> people don't even realize there's a new generation. All, older people spent so much time shitting all over millennials that they forgot to check up on their fucking kids. And now we're eating Tide Pods and we're pranking our pets on TikTok. And a global <laughs> pandemic was declared. And then 10,000 20-year-olds got together to do Whippets on the beach. We're not exactly survivors, uh, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, but I've learned a lot about myself since I was a kid four years ago. Uh, I'm basically at that age now where my tits can support themselves on their own, but I can't. So <laughs> I'm at. I just went from being a kid to being a kid who owes a lot of people money. And I don't know when that happened. I don't know. My generation has some winners. We got we got 
Greta Thunberg, Malala. There's that kid who built a clock for a science project that people thought was a bomb. <laughs> Zendaya, yeah, we're we're doing okay. Everyone's everyone thinks that the next generation is gonna be the one to save us, and then we grow up, and they're like, oh no, not you guys. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, I had to be told about 9/11. Do you guys know what that's like? <laughs> I, I had my my dad was the one who told me about 9/11. He sat me down and he told me he was like Natasha. Uh, Steel melts at 3,500 degrees, and jet fuel can only burn up to 1,800 degrees. So you do the math. And then he left. And like when you're a kid, you don't realize certain things about your parents. Like I didn't know my dad was a conspiracy theorist. Like I thought everyone got these bad bedtime stories, right? Uh, so little me just internalized that all and just took to the playground. And because kids love conspiracy theories, like like because we all knew that kid on the playground who was going around like, you know, I heard Santa Claus isn't real. It's just, just your parents. And I'd be behind him like, you think that's crazy? That drinking fountain is making us gay. What are you, <laughs> <laughs> your priorities straight. Um, let's see, uh, my, uh, my, my, my dad's white, obviously. I don't know if you figured that out, but, uh, and my mom, my mom is Vietnamese. She grew up in Vietnam. Uh, she's from there. Uh, and sometimes, so sometimes I have a hard time relating to her as an immigrant mother. She tries, though. Uh, April Fool's is coming up, which means now I get to look forward to the yearly prank she plays on me where she calls me and tells me that my dog is dead. That is the <laughs> <laughs> humor of someone with a childhood ravaged by war. And I don't have the heart to tell her if that's not a good joke. Uh, <laughs> she's a, but Asian moms are always disappo disappointed in their kids. It's a tale as old as time. Uh, but with me, at least she has something to blame, right? Like I'm diluted. Of course I sucked at the piano. Uh, <laughs> but I know she loves me. Cause like, but sometimes I get, like, sometimes I get a catcher looking at me the same way that she looks at a bowl of instant pho. You know, she's like, this isn't authentic. You can just send that <laughs> back. Um, I think that's my four minutes. So uh, thank you for the time. We're doing five. Ooh. Oh, we're doing five. Oh, I get one more. Uh, okay. Let's see. I have I have a boyfriend. Uh, he's great. Met him met him on Tinder. Uh, did it. I sent my Tinder distance preferences to one mile because I shop local and I got myself. <laughs> Tinder boyfriend and uh, finding a boyfriend on Tinder is a lot like winning eight dollars on a lottery scratch off ticket, <laughs> right? Because it's like it's technically a win, but look around, you're in a gas station parking lot. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's the best part about uh, having a Tinder boyfriend is the low expectations. Like I got him off of Tinder. Anything he does is impressive. Like he was in my phone one day and then he now he's here and he's buying me steak and it's great. It doesn't take much. Like I'm just happy he didn't murder me and make my skin into a t-shirt or something. <laughs> and uh, and he's just happy I'm not fat. It's great. I lived up to my pictures <laughs> and I haven't robbed him yet. Uh, he could take a shit on my rug tomorrow and I'd still be like, that's pretty good for a rescue, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's my time. Now that's five right. minutes. Thank you. I, I'm, I'm really glad you brought up uh, millennials during this time because like like one thing I'm thinking about is like this whole coronavirus situation brings us a lot closer to other people around the world but it also brings you closer to like people in movies right 
So like you realize like, you know, for every one Will Smith trying to save the world from viruses, there are also about a mil. There might be a million other like millennials just making TikToks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Like while Godzilla's burning the planet, they're like spring breakers. They're like, okay, dude, I understand it's dangerous, but like, you know, I paid a lot of money for this trip, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. So I said April, you were on deck. No, April, you were on deck before, so you're on now. Rob, you're on deck. Are you? Are you? Okay, good, fantastic. So give it up for April Hirschman now. Hey, everybody. Woo! Just want to say that I am the recent author of this self-help book, Best Breakup Ever. If anyone is going through a pandemic and a breakup, my God, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> if this book is on Amazon. I would also like to point out that I am in a legit comedy club. I'm not in my home. Do you guys see that that there's a brick wall there? <laughs> I wanted to give you a little context. Whoa, that wasn't my closet. Okay. Um, so anyone feel like it's a really bad time to be a slut? Oh, thank Asking you. for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I've also been turned down like a lot um, for phone sex lately. Um, so yeah. See me after if anyone's interested. I'm bisexual, so I'm sure that <laughs> we can make this happen. Um, so yeah, germaphobes, um, hug haters, isolationists, it's your time to shine. This is like Revenge of the Nerds Part Four. That franchise <laughs> stopped in 1992, but I think that we're ready for part four. Um, so yeah, my show tonight is called Pandemic Makeover. Um, my hair went from uh, gold to silver because I can't get it done. And um, my my house is like sleeping with the enemy clean. Most of you are too young to get that reference. But um, <laughs> I could take you on like a Blair Witch style shaky cam view around my house. Oh, I mean, this comedy studio I'm in. Um, but I won't. I'm going to spare you from that. But like I've even vacuumed, which is usually a yearly event. It was mostly glitter, so. <laughs> um, what else? Yeah, um, I have a lot of time on my hands, but I keep washing it off. <laughs> okay, keeping it highbrow. Um, definitely seeing some people on this that I want to have phone sex with. Um, so, no, focus. Not a dating event. Um, what else? So yeah, I spend most of my days just like picking up the vapes for my dad at the dispensary and delivering them to him. And, you know, I put the bag down and I'm, you know, six feet away. Um, between that and yoga, masturbating, grocery shopping, the day is gone already. <laughs> so, this is major socializing for me. Thank you, um, Jason, everyone. Pam, I love you all. Um, not in a creepy, in a kind of a creepy way, actually. Um, so yeah. what else? Uh, yeah, so sex and corona, that's always a fun subject. Um, yeah, my Tinder experiences. Yeah, I, I did dip my toe back into the tepid, putrid waters of Tinder. Um, I mean, it's always been a place for lonely, desperate, inept, social, ineptly social masturbators. <laughs> I've been on it for years. <laughs> a full brag. <laughs> Um, yeah, and it's funny out there. So, so one woman wrote, um, 
out of office reply, I'm looking forward to hugging and kissing you and this is all over. <laughs> Another person wrote, I'm on, a guy, he's like, I'm on quarantine for two weeks. Who wants to join me for cuddling? You know, it never hurts to ask, right? I just, <laughs> men are just such good negotiators, you know? <laughs> Maybe someone wants to get in his quarantine bed with him. We don't know until we try. Um, so let's talk about my metrics for choosing a partner. It used to be, um, I'd, I'd, I'd land a date with a man or a woman and I'd be like, okay, listening to the whole story. Oh, you're a Capricorn. You have an uncle in Utah. You have four brothers. I'm not listening to any of this. All I'm thinking is, is this the face I want between my legs? Chins don't matter, guys. <laughs> a bearded lady, yeah. a controlled butt chin, bring it. Chins don't matter. Coronavirus mask, it's all fine. Um, <laughs> and if the great thing about Tinder is like you can just put the phone between your legs and I taught my clit to swipe right. <laughs> so now my metrics are different. Now I'm swiping for solvency. Anyone a plumber? Do you manage at a grocery store? Do you have stuff in Perel? Do you own Perel? Are you Eric Yuan who owns... Zoom, I'm interested, I'm available. <laughs> I'm interested and available. So um, what else? Uh, conspiracy theories. People are into conspiracy theories. This is your time to shine also. Um, I love the men that are just like, if this shakes down, I'm going to get in my Hummer with my dogs and my gun, and I'm coming for you. And I'm like, cool, cool, okay. If this shakes down, so like what would be my experience? If this shakes down, I'm getting in my Mazda 2 that my sister gave me with my lavender spray and a borrowed cat. <laughs> and I'm doing what exactly? I don't know, finding Thelma. I guess I'll just like behind, be behind the 10 guys in their Hummers, you know, cause they'll be like cocked to the side with their guns and I'll be like cocked to the side with my lavender spray, just kind of. I haven't been timing myself. How am I doing? You, uh, I, I did the minute thing like maybe 20 seconds ago. So we're done. Okay. No, you you have like you have like forty seconds. Okay, okay, forty seconds. I'll take it. Um, so yeah, some songs that are coming back into play that people forgot about from a distance. Bette Midler. Um, even going back further into archives, Huey Lewis, "Stuck with You," always a pretty bad love song, but maybe relevant now. Um, <laughs> so uh. Yeah, shelter in place. I feel like that's a really weird phrase. It sounds like it's a bad translation of like a Swedish sci-fi porn. Were they trying to say sh sharding in space, maybe? Okay, I think I'll leave it on that note. Right. <laughs> sharding in space, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. It's better than Chuck Berry porn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so wait, at one point you said there are a lot of people here that you can see having phone sex with. Is, does it matter what someone looks like or does it matter what someone sounds like when it comes to Make phone? a good point. I'm also interested in video sex, so. <laughs> okay. All right. I so the face does <laughs> I'm here for it. Got, got it. Hey, Matthew Quirk. Yeah. What goes on? Do you want it? You want a spot? Can you hear me? I can hear you. <laughs> Pam wants a spot Good. too. Don't forget about Pam. Um, Pam wants a spot. Don't forget Matt about me. Okay, sorry, Matthew. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Pam signed up first. 
Matt, you want a spot? Does anybody else want a spot? Yeah, I'll take I have, it. Like one more spot. All right. All right, good. All right, good. We're, 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 we're good. All right. So on deck is Audrey Hebert. Is it Hebert? Is it? Am I, am oh, right? um, it's Hebert, but Hebert. uh, yeah, you know, it's it's technically like Hebert or some French <laughs> shit. So like, I it doesn't really matter at this point. All right, Audrey doesn't really matter. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's the name we're going with. <laughs> uh, but on next is Robert Hudson. Is my mic working? Your mic's working. Yeah. All right. I so hope you wrote me? your jokes, you bastard. <laughs> I, was, I was just going to copy and paste them at first. <laughs> this is so crazy. I feel like this is the strangest way to do comedy. This is my first time doing this. Uh, all right. So I just start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're bombing. <laughs> Okay, at first I was like, four weeks inside, no biggie. Uh, you know, everyone's got internet. It's kind of weird. Like, this is the only way the the comedy community can can kind of do this. But you know, as long as we can, you know, play video games, watch Netflix, we'll be okay. And uh, I'm noticing every single day, like I'll log on to Facebook or something, and the first thing I'll see is, oh, you know, the government just created the quarantine to keep us all inside so that they can change the batteries on the birds and yeah. like, oh, we're losing it we're losing it as a society right now where's my camera oh, okay these these are not are you hearing me these aren't connected i don't Andrew's think doing way better than you right now i'm sorry can you can you hear me still like this yeah yeah, yeah. You're killing right now dude <laughs> <laughs> fucking no one all right i feel like this is good though i'm glad jason did something like this because i feel like uh i feel like zoom open mics actually translate because you just need to say your jokes you know whatever you want to practice you're not really expecting uh you know laughs because i feel like a lot of people uh like jordan <laughs> that are running zoom <laughs> comedy shows it's difficult to try to gauge how well your, your joke is at a show because you can't just hear an entire audience laugh. Um, you know, like if everyone in here, I've seen it already happen a couple of times, laughs at someone's joke. It's not just like 15 laughs simultaneously. It's just a half a second of everyone's laugh, like taking over everyone's spot in the active speaker channel at once. And then you can't even see the people because they're just like flickering like one after another. Um, all right, that's my Zoom material. <laughs> Actually, no, I got one more. So I feel like Zoom meetings, even for work, it's kind of like this is how people, you know, judge you now, just what's in the background. Like I can see some people that I don't recognize and I'm like, oh man, they got cool shit in their background and I got, I got nothing. Um, and then so you'll you'll be on a meeting with people and then like a week later they'll have like some new cool thing behind them so <laughs> like they have money they'll be like oh what's up guys yeah how are those reports doing and they're like oh this <laughs> nintendo switch yeah this is i play animal crossing on this and uh every week like someone like adds new shit to their background to show how cool they are in zoom 
And then you look at like Matthew's setup, you're like, oh man, all right. At least I'm I'm in a building. I'm in a building. <laughs> but actually, that is man. How do you get? How do you get that set? That is like the cleanest car, like doom setup I've ever seen in my life. It's better than most people's apartments. Uh, Don't steal my material. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> at uh at Costco, I think it's funny because when you're going shopping, I think at any grocery store. They have to limit the number of people inside the facility. So they they have you go in as groups, but when you're waiting outside in line, they have tape like from the doorway where they put a strip of tape down and then six feet later, they'll put another strip and they just like keep putting tape down uh, every six feet. Wait there for like 15, 20 minutes at the front's like, I, everyone go in and you just see the line condense to where everyone is clearly like just a foot apart from each other as you walk in to Costco to to get whatever you you know want to get um so it's like what's the point of that <laughs> oh and then it's also funny because then when you're when you're inside like yeah you you like stay condensed but then when everyone's shopping they they look at every, you know, once you're in an aisle, someone has to get behind you or past you to look at something that's on the other side of you, or maybe you're getting like an item like near someone else's item. So people just stand and look at each other. And you're kind of like, eh, okay, like, we we're recognizing that we don't want to be next to each other. But as long as we recognize we'll be okay. Uh, but it's like six feet, that's a long distance. Like I'm six feet tall, well, I'm over six feet tall. But I'm at least six feet tall. So it's like, if I can touch you then, and we can see each other's facial expressions, we're, we're probably too close, too close. So I don't, I don't really think, you know, it's really going to save anyone from, from spreading the disease. Jason, did you do the fork thing already? Did both of them. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm done, man. I'm done. <laughs> all right. Give it up for Rob. I, I've been super mean to him all day, but he doesn't deserve that. He's a good guy, and he's given me bags <laughs> in the past. Um, yes, Jason Cruz, you can get a spot. That's the last spot I'm giving out. Um, let's see. Uh, on deck is Pam Benjamin. Um, but on right now is Audrey Abers. Yeah. Abers. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, hey guys, I'm back from college. I'm in my parents' house in my childhood bedroom. I uh, gotta say, pretty good venue. They got all the good stuff here. Uh, have this flower that's been dead for eight months. <laughs> uh, old antidepressant bottle full of sewing needles. <laughs> uh, got a, got some glitter that says fun on it. Um, yeah, I, um, I mean, I'm a young person, I guess, and I feel like some of my friends haven't really been, like, taking the quarantine that seriously. Like, my friend last weekend was like, oh, hey, you want to go camping this weekend? Yeah, we're going to go with three other girls. We're going to go in the woods and quarantine ourselves. It'll be fun. Like, yeah, I don't think that's what quarantine means. <laughs> mm. 
Hey everyone, quarantine at my place tonight. Brian's bringing a keg. <laughs> I've been getting into some new hobbies now that we're all staying inside. I've been watching earwax removal videos. Um, <laughs> any wax heads here tonight? <laughs> um, but uh, one of my favorite ones is a video called Girls' massive nasty earwax removed after 20 years of earwax buildup. <laughs> and so I wrote a little poem using the comments from that video. These are all real comments that were on there. Okay, um, why was this in my recommended? <laughs> gross, gross, gross. I almost want it. How disgusting. How does someone let that build up in their ears, for goodness sake? I see the flow. <laughs> he does not deserve a ear. <laughs> Ew, gross! Ew, this looks satisfied? Why do I find this so satisfying? Please tell me I'm not the only one. I find this disgustingly satisfying, gross mm. and beautiful at the same time. Part of me wants to sniff it. There's no going back when you visit this side of you. Give more. I am not ashamed to say that I searched this up. This should be an <laughs> earwax museum so the rest of us can go and see these nuggets in person. Oh I want God. those fools so badly. The MD cam and that light stick, it's so cool. I'm cleaning my ears right now. <laughs> I'm at the wrong side of YouTube again. Edit, thanks for the likes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I've been up to. Um, I realized that I use Google the way that some people use horoscopes where I act like I'm using it for advice, but I really just want someone to validate what I was going to do anyways. <laughs> like, do you ever, like, one time I had, I left the pizza out overnight, and I wasn't sure if that was okay or not to eat, so I was Googling, like, how long can you leave a pizza out and have it still be safe to eat? And the first page of results were all these things that are like, oh, the FDA says that, you shouldn't eat food that's been left out longer than two hours. I'm like, okay, well, uh, that's what the government wants you to think. That's not a real answer. Then you go in another page of results, it's like, oh, well, you know, I think it should be okay for about five hours or so. Then you go in, like, really deep to, like, the 20th page of results. You find a forum thread on a beekeeping website from 2009. Someone's like, oh, well, when I get pizza, I don't eat it until it's been left out for at least a week. I like how the tips get all curly like little elf shoes. <laughs> ah, finally, some information I can trust. Thank you. <laughs> I think it's kind of weird that uh, you can buy a copy of Mein Kampf at Barnes & Noble. Uh, and I, I don't think it's marketed to actual neo-Nazis because it's like a tasteful version. You know, they added a bunch of footnotes that are like, uh, 
hey, you know this is wrong, right? Right? <laughs> uh, still rather not see it in the hot in your area section, though. <laughs> also, I want to know, like, who is making money off of that? Like, is Hitler's grandson somewhere? Like, <laughs> yeah, baby, dress it up all you want. These Versace sneakers won't pay for themselves. <laughs> That's what I think uh, Hitler's grandson sounds like. Um, I... I like reading the graffiti in women's bathroom stalls. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention. There's a lot of vibrant discussions going on there. It always starts off with some girl writing like, hey everyone, friendly reminder, you're all beautiful sunflowers. Remember to real water so you can grow up tall and strong. And then someone else is like, aw, this is so cute. I love when girls compliment each other. And then the third person comes in and is like, Ugh, I'm so tired of all this false positivity. My depression is not going to be cured just because some asshole wrote, You're beautiful on a tampon box. And then someone else is like, Wow, that's really rude. I think you need to go back on your antidepressants. Antidepressants? Sounds like someone's a tool of big pharma. And then it just keeps going on like that. Until the last thing someone writes is like, hell is real. <laughs> so uh, basically the YouTube comment section of real life. Uh, man, miss going into public bathrooms and reading all the good stuff people are coming up with. It's going to be the first thing I do when I get out of quarantine. <laughs> uh, was, that, was that five minutes? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. That was great. Though. Sorry, now that you say these conversations are happening in graffiti in women's bathrooms, I almost feel like I want to get a job as a janitor, right? And and just like when no one's around, just go in there and just inform all the conversations. I want to start <laughs> every conversation. Yeah, I might want to get like relationship second. advice. I'll just put a different question in every call. <laughs> I don't think my move. Let's see. All right. Okay, I don't so. have any time left because there's a show at seven. So I'm just gonna sing this one quick song, and it's been so fun oh, hanging no. on since the beginning. I've been here since five, but it's been really great. But here's a song I wrote. It's about coronavirus and when you have roommates <coughs> that you live with and you don't want to have sex with them. Like I have a friend who lives with three girls and he's not attracted to any of them. So this is funny for anyway. When your roommate is high and she grinds on your thigh, social moray. When you just went to bed, but she's drunk and wants head social mores. Don't fuck where you eat. Don't fuck where you sleep. Social mores. Don't be dumb and then you won't have to bend social mores. When she's sad about Tad and she feels really bad social mores. She wants more than a hug. Puts her hand on your chub. Social mores. <laughs> Don't fuck where you eat, don't fuck where you sleep, social mores. Don't be dumb and then you won't have to bend social mores. Thanks everybody, bye! bye. Yeah, give it up for Tim. Where, where do we still have these shows you speak of? Oh, um, this has all been live and I've been, it's been on mutinyradio.fm and the, I'm gonna take the MP3s and tag them up on the stuff so you guys can all listen to your sets from today. Cause the sound from 
this comes well, really well through the board. So yay! Oh, but I gotta dang. go because right, we're a radio man. station and there's a show at seven. But this has all been playing live, and like I said, I'll tag the MP3s. This was so much fun. You guys are awesome. Yay! Yeah, oh, hey, for free New York people. Hello, puppies. You are listening to Pop Off the Sound of Musical Curiosity, the special weekend edition shut-in and dance party. I am your host and DJ Bear. And if you heard that opening music, yeah. All right, Mutiny Radio listener, we have some urgent news from the front. Thanks to Wania Thabot of... Buckskin Revolution and Season 6 of Alone. Go check her out on her YouTube. She sent me some important Community Environmental Advocates Foundation news. Canadian firm proposes opening Grass Valley Mine. Public comments are due by August 17th, 2020. This is very, very time sensitive in that August 17th is next week. And Grass Valley, California... Nevada County recently announced that a long-awaited public process will begin on a controversial proposal by Canadian mining company RISE Gold Corps to reopen the historic Idaho-Maryland mine. Located in Grass Valley, the mine last operated in 1956 and shut down due to financial difficulties and diminishing production, yet it left behind a legacy of both a legendary gold mine and a prolific amount of environmental damage. The lure of possible untapped riches has continued to this day. As recently as eight years ago, the previous owner, M. Gold Mining, abandoned its second effort to open the mine due to an inability to resolve environmental issues and exhausted financial resources. Now RASE Gold is betting on succeeding where others have failed and has submitted mining permit application documents to the Nevada County Planning Document Department. On Friday, July 17th, Nevada County released a notice of preparation that summarized the project and starts the public review process. Citizens are invited to give comments and feedback on the plan by August 17th, 2020. That's next week. There will be no virtual public hearing. Instead, the public is invited to watch a pre-recorded presentation that will be posted for viewing by July 27th. Citizens will not be able to give verbal comments, but are being asked instead to send a letter with their concerns to the county. 
Community Environmental Advocates Foundation members have asked the county to extend the deadline on the comment period until September 16th so that the public has adequate time to review the proposal and send in their concerns. Quote, this is a massive and complex project with a permit application of over 100 documents to serve the public interests and assure that all the potential impacts are studied. We are asking the county to provide more than the minimal 30-day review period unquote, stated Ralph Silverstein, CEA Foundation president. According to the project documents, mining will take place 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The main access to the mine and processing facilities will be located at the 119-acre New Brunswick site, located at the corner of Brunswick and East Bennett Roads. About 1,500 tons of waste rock and tailings will be processed from the mine daily, with most of it being deposited on site or trucked to the 56-acre former mine site on Idaho Maryland Road west of Centennial Drive. Over the course of 11 years, these built-up engineer fill piles of mine waste will cover 75 total acres to heights up over 90 feet. They will be graded on top so that they may be utilized for future development. The mine waste will be transported by trucks making up to 100 round trips per day, 16 hours per day, seven days a week. Quote, I don't think people have an understanding of how impactful this will be to our community. We're looking at a two gravel quarry type operations in Grass Valley, built upon two sites covering a total of 75 acres, more than 100 truck trips daily, and all the noise and dust associated with that, unquote, added Silberman, Silberstein. Three years ago, a Canadian firm, Rise Gold, purchased the properties and began preparatory work. A prolonged period of exploratory drilling was a constant source of irritation to the neighbors due to the round-the-clock noise, and numerous complaints were filed. Already, conservation organizations, local residents, and community groups have expressed concerns about the mine's impact on air quality, noise, traffic, groundwater, local habitat, and threats to domestic wells in the area. The proposed highly industrial mine site is surrounded by residential neighborhoods. One major issue from the previous effort to open the mine was the impact of dewatering the miles of underground tunnels, requiring pump, pumping out 250 acre feet of groundwater into South Fork Wolf Creek initially, and then perpetually pumping after that. All of this water must be treated to rem remove pollutants. In addition to the impacts proposed, uh, of the proposed dewatering, the plan indicates that a long stretch of the creek will be encased in pipes to act as an underground storm drain for the entire property. Quote, we are concerned about the nonstop discharge of large amounts of water from the mine into the creek, unquote, stated Jonathan Keene of Wolf Creek Community Alliance. Quote, South Wolf Creek should not be treated like a storm drain, Keenan added. We are concerned about chemical pollution from mining operations and about local wells becoming polluted or going dry. Residents of the area also expressed concern about the impact on their neighborhoods, quality of life, and home values. The proposed buildup of mine waste rock and tailings on the main Brunswick site backs up to rural residential neighborhoods where people have settled seeking peace and quiet in the natural setting amongst trees. 
quote, when we bought our home, the nearby Brunswick site was zoned for light industrial, which didn't concern us. But to open this mine, they needed to rezone it, which will change the very nature of the area we live in, stated Christy Hubbard, a resident of Grass Valley. And like many of our neighbors for miles around, we live on a well that produces the sweetest water and costs practically nothing. It's not clear to me that any expert could absolutely guarantee we won't lose that. Strong local opposition to reopening mines is certainly not a new thing in Nevada County, but recent history raised the level of concern to new heights following the opening of the Siskon mine in 1995. After posting a significant bond and gaining assurances that the wells in the area were safe and the impacts of dewatering the mine, a permit was granted, only to find that within a short period of time, wells were sucked dry and rendered unusable. Quote, water is the most precious resource in our foothill communities. In the mid-1990s, as a result of the Siscon Gold Corporation operators, we lost numerous residential wells on the San Juan Ridge due to catastrophic dewatering of our aquifer explained Sol Henson of the San Juan Ridge Taxpayers Association. This included the loss of the well at Grizzly Hill School, the primary grade school of the Ridge. Since that event 25 years ago, Grizzly Hill School still has to treat its water for contaminants as a result of that mining activity. Much like the dewatering plan proposed by RASE, Siscon promised everything, and then suddenly our wells were ruined. We hope history doesn't repeat itself, unquote. The notice of preparation is available on the county website. That's at mynevadacounty.com 3054 Environmental Impact Record. Again, that's www.mynevadacounty.com backslash 3054 backslash Environmental Impact Report. Information on how to submit a letter to the county can be found at cea nc.org mining now is the time to make sure the county is right asking the right questions about the idaho maryland mine the mission of the community environmental advocates foundation cea foundation is to perform research education and advocacy to promote public policy and actions resulting in responsible land use and environmental protection in nevada county and the sierra nevada region all right wolf creek community alliance wcca is a volunteer run 501c3 nonprofit organization focused primarily on cleaning up Wolf Creek and restoring this neglected community resource to a condition of optimal health and integrity for the benefit of all its human and wildlife inhabitants. That's at wolfcreekalliance.org. And the primary purpose of the San Juan Ridge Taxpayers Association is to promote the environmental, social, and economic well-being of the San Juan Ridge community located in Nevada County, California. California. So thank you, Wania of... Buckskin Revolution, located in Grass Valley. Uh, she was in season six of Alone. She lasted 73 days in the wilderness. She now teaches ancestral skills in workshops. Right now, I, I believe she's working online, but she's done gatherings, and she's just an amazing human being. So thank you for sending that. Wania, again, that's Community Environmental Advocates Foundation, and try to write a letter before the 17th of August to... Um, Shut down, not let the opening of the Grass Valley mine happen again in Grass Valley. So check that out. Thanks again, Winia. And we'll be right back with more Mutiny Radio stuff because the stream's back up. Yay. It's 6 o'clock. Hey, everybody. Yay, audience people. You came back. 
Yeah! They've got blankets. What smart individuals. Blankets. Yes! You're socially distanced. We all are. We're six feet away from each other. People are wearing masks. I got a condom on this mic. I haven't worn a condom since 97, all right? And I got one on the mic. I have an IUD. Do you know what IUDs are? IUDs? Can we get a cup it up for IUDs? We get a, we get a, we get a power to the people for IUDs. Uh, I have a, a copper piece of jewelry in my uterus that keeps out all the dead babies. <laughs> that's, that's what an IUD is. That's what pool sweepers are for, right? I don't know. I'm not rich enough for a pool. Today, I am dressed like a rich person. Ha, ha, ha. This is costuming. Yay. Costuming. Um, almost everything I'm wearing has been gifted. This cute skirt is 13 years old. Yeah. On sale at Macy's years ago. Everything old is new again. Renew, recycle, be cool. Uh, this real pearl bracelet I'm wearing a gift from a homeless individual named Zach Wiseman. Yes, heroin addict comedian Zach Wiseman gave me real pearls, and I didn't even uh, have to get a pearl necklace from him. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was fine. I've always wanted a pearl necklace, but I have very, very, very tiny boobies. Um, so I've never been able to, like, squeeze them together to make the pearl necklace happen. I have, however, given my fair share of pearl keychains Pearl keychains. <laughs> Josh liked that one. That's good. That's the thing about cleavage. Like, I just don't have it. And I understand the glass ceiling because every time I come up against it, I like to stick my boobs up against it to make some cleavage. You know, am I right? I stick my boobs right up against the glass ceiling. I'm like, can you see me now? It's one of those things. Owning your own business as a woman, it's you learn so many important lessons. Like uh, when a man makes a decision, people do it. When a woman makes a decision, people form a committee. <laughs> we need a committee to decide if I'm, you know, smart enough or not, except I've been to more school than you. <laughs> I don't usually like to wear T-shirts that say that I have two master's degrees because then no one wants to have sex with me. They're like... <laughs> Could you just put my dick in your mouth? Do you have to say things at the same time? What, do you want to talk about Jean-Paul Sartre? Yeah, hell is other people, bro. Jean-Paul Sartre who? I just recently reread Rainier Maria Rilke's book, Letters to a Young Poet. I changed th the word poet to comic. It was very similar to uh, Virginia Woolf's of A Room of One's Own, written in a similar time period. Uh, except one's for guys and uh, one's for girls. <laughs> it's and one is better than the other. Can you guess which one is? Sorry, I relate more to Virginia Woolf. Who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? <laughs> Clearly everybody. What did I learn from 2016? From the presidential election? What did I learn? Only some people hate black people, but everyone hates women. ha, <laughs> ha. It's so silly. Everyone's like, oh, Trump's been in office for four years now. Well, you dummies voted him in because you were afraid of a woman, the most qualified person ever. She was the secretary of state, yo. Like, there's nobody more qualified. But I know, right? Exactly. So I'm talking about smart women. Nobody wants to listen uh, to a woman because it just, here's my question. There are so many cult leaders, right? So many cult leaders, and they're all men. Where are the female cult leaders? 
I think that's because we call them mom. <laughs> or sometimes grandma. Like, I don't know. It depends how much you care about your family. You all talk to your parents? <laughs> it was so cute. There were some comedians that were like, oh, meow, meow, meow. We should be friends or not be friends or whatever. And I'm like, I haven't talked to my mom in nine years. You think I give a crap about you? <laughs> We've known each other for eight months. <laughs> We've known each other for eight months. I haven't talked to my mom in nine years. You think? So cute. My mom actually texted me years ago. Uh, and she, she texted me, Jesus is calling. And I was like, no, mom. Jesus is not calling. You're texting. I don't know how you learned how to do that. Like, when did you get a phone? Cool. I don't talk. You talk to your mom? No? <laughs> Who talks to their mom here? Oh, good. That's so nice. Yeah, good. Oh, my. <laughs> she jealous of you? Oh, she's mentally ill. So's my mom. She just won't admit it. Like, the <laughs> best part. I haven't seen her since she got her eyebrows tattooed on her face, <laughs> but supposedly she just looks angry all the time. And I was like, that's my whole childhood. <laughs> like, are you, why would you do that permanently? Cool. I haven't seen them yet. I haven't. We're not even friends on Facebook. It's fine. I'm not lamenting it. Sounds like I'm lamenting. I think she doth protest too much. Nay. I don't. I just... I make better, better bread than she does. It's fine. I learned everything I needed to know, and I moved on. I learned how to... I learned how to talk to yeast. Um, any, I know, it's like, no, I haven't. This is the craziest year. I haven't gotten sick. I haven't had the sniffles. I haven't gotten a yeast infection. Like, nothing's happened to me this year. It's nuts. I actually wanted to, like, well, I don't know why Martha Stewart's not doing it right now. Because she could be collecting her own vaginal yeast and making bread out of it. I want to eat Martha Stewart's <laughs> vaginal yeast bread. No? Oh, my God. Like, I want to be that close to Martha Stewart. She's the person I have, like, lesbian fantasies about. Like, I have this dream where she and I are in one of her barns, and there's these Clydesdales and all of her Pomeranians, and then, like, like ticker tape stuff comes from the ceiling. Okay. I have a vivid imagination. I masturbate to podcasts. That's, <laughs> that's what's happening now. I don't watch porn. I do have a lacrimation fetish, meaning I like to watch people cry, but only men. So that's why I don't like to watch porn, because I don't want to watch women cry. <laughs> you know, I just don't want to see it. It doesn't make me feel sexy, you know? Like, it just doesn't. Just not. But, but Martha Stewart does make me feel super sexy. So I is anybody a vegan here? Vegans, vegans, vegans? Your brother's a vegan. Does he eat bread? Does your brother eat bread? Oh, there is vegan bread. Well, here's the thing about bread. A lot of vegans eat it, right? And I bake bread all the time. Like I did this morning, I baked bread. I baked bread yesterday. I baked, I baked bread a lot, whatever. <laughs> uh, but vegans eat bread, which is weird to me because I know how to make bread. I take the yeast and I put it in a bowl and I make it be alive, you know, with like some water, warm water and some sugar and maybe a little cream, like some old milk solids, let it eat. And then, like, it starts burping and farting in my dough. And, like, I ask it. I, like, I basically enslave it to do my bidding, you know, without its consent. I'm like, here you are. I made you alive. Burp and fart in this. And then I heat up an oven. And then I murder entire cultures. Bread is some Nazi shit, bro. <laughs> bread, 
is killing entire cultures, you hypocritical vegans. <laughs> what is life? <laughs> it's cool. Vegans are nice. Here's what I learned. I have some Thanksgiving lessons that I've learned. I learned this uh, last night, actually. Question every fart if you've had a quart of eggnog. <laughs> Does anyone else love eggnog? <laughs> like, I love eggnog. It's eggnog time. I had an entire quart of eggnog, and I thought things were going to be okay. Nay. You know, like, I'm going through menopause, so I've been wearing sexy panties again because nothing is coming out of here. Like, it's dry as a bone. Like, nothing's coming out of here. But now with this, like, eggnog issue, oh, dear Lord. <laughs> like, we're... We gotta get back to the ugly panties. Those period stained weirdos, the ones with the holes in the front. Hi! Let's talk about my underwear. <laughs> cats. No, I, my cats don't. Well, actually, my cats do play and sniff my underwear all the time. Like, it's like, I have 47 cat toys and they still wanna play with my underwear. Like, what is wrong here? My cats must just love me. I get, they're like, yeah, we love you. They have been very sweet to me lately. Um, after they have a circus at 4.30 in the morning. Does anyone have cats and live in an apartment building? Do you live in an apartment building? Do your neighbors hate you? My, ne my downstairs neighbors hate me because I have a cat circus every night at like 4.20 in the morning. I don't, like they're not smoking the pot without me. I don't think, unless they've figured out a way to use that weird paw at the top to light the bong. Like they're, but at 4.20 in the morning, they're run, 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 running. And I grab them, I grab them, and I'm like, stop. And I'm trying not to be loud because the neighbors can hear everything. <laughs> and they're like, I'm closer, oh, I'm so tight. And then I fall asleep and they run away again. And then I wake up. Okay, these are my cat issues. It's not funny, it's just real life. Oh, I wanted to do more new life lesson jokes for y'all. So I also, I've been having some dental stuff done lately. That happens every once in a while. I love my dentist so much because I learn life lessons every time I go. And I learned these three lessons last time. One, I can keep my mouth open a long time without complaining. <laughs> Two, my gag reflex is way less pronounced than I thought it was. <laughs> And three, I like a man's fingers in my mouth. That's learning things together. You know how awkward it is to ask Dr. Kyle to pull your hair <laughs> when you're in the <laughs> dentist chair? That is awkward. That is weird. You can sit down in one of the socially distanced chairs, or you can grab one and move it to wherever you want. You can even move it across the street if that makes you feel safe. Everyone has their masks on. That's great and safe, and we're all being super safe, and I love that. Only 158 people have died in San Francisco, so wherever we're doing, we're doing it right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah! Like, that's, that's just like San Francisco people to be like, look at us do it right, and let's high-five ourselves all the time. Yeah, but don't high-five. Do the elbow, because it's not safe to high-five anymore. Don't touch anybody! <laughs> don't touch. I saw dogs touching today, and I was like, ooh, are you sure that's going to be okay? <laughs> are your dogs, <laughs> are dogs getting COVID? Like, is it, oh, what? Cool. Uh, one more new joke for you guys. What did I come up with this week that I was thinking about? Wow, this is, this is exciting. This is, this is barely, this is on the verge of clean, you know. 
uh, I'm very excited right now because I realized, I, I read some articles, you know, and I found out that uh, clitori, clitorises, clitori, clitorises, clitorati, clitorati, the, the clitoris in utero is actually a tiny dick. It's about six weeks. They're the same cells all together. And at about six weeks, one of them starts to protrude and one of them just does its thing and then the balls descend and then the ovaries are up here. It's basically, th we're basically the same. What I'm saying is that clits are tiny dicks. All sizes matter, okay? I have a tiny, awesome dick and it's time that we all appreciate that. Like what is this about, ooh, small dicks are gross. No, small dicks are great. Celebrate my tiny cock, yeah. Rock out with your cock out. It's the same stuff, the same amount of nerve endings, everyone. Why do we keep chopping off the tips of our baby's dicks, you know? Circumcision, his choice, his decision. Not funny, just real. Stop, stop mutilating your children's genitals, right? Hi, Brian Gross. All right, uh, I should end on something hard, not like my tiny, tiny. My clit is so big, I can use a Cheerio as a cock ring. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, uh, who wants to take the bullet? Ms. Pickles, uh, this is her like sixth set ever in the history of ever. I shouldn't have said that because you're so funny and amazing that no one would ever know it. It's her 60th, 600th set. It's numbers don't matter, just like size. It just doesn't even, it doesn't even, they're just, time is irrelevant. Numbers are nothing. She's hilarious, you're gonna love her. Okay, so here's the thing too about safety and whatever with the mic. Um, I'm gonna take this mic condom off. If you don't have your own mic condom or your own mic, Take your mask off and then you put it down on top of the microphone. And don't take the part that you spit into and then put it on top of the microphone. Nay, you just take it off your ears and you put it around the microphone. And that way, your spit saves them. Here's the thing about COVID. Just don't spit in each other's mouths. And we're fine. Everybody lives. Everyone lives. As long as we just, it's just so much less intimate. Like you want to, you find, you're like, I want to. Like your next comic, I was like, yeah, she's cute. I would, I wouldn't mind making out with her, but not now, cause it's COVID times, and that's scary. I'm not sticking my tongue anywhere near your mouth. That's gross, uh, cause it's scary. Hey, you're gonna love your first comedian. Oh, so um, there are chairs, and if you don't feel comfortable where you are close up, you can take a chair and move it to any place that's a location that makes you feel safe, and that's great. And remember, keep your masks on and be distant and be awesome. Clap your hands together for your first comedian of the night, Christina Pickles! Yay! Thanks, Pam. I gotta live up to that now. Great. I wanted to look like I still had my mask on for the cops, so that's why I did this. Hey, everybody. My name is Christina. I'm very, 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 very new to this. And I'm hoping to make y'all laugh tonight. <laughs> so yesterday was Thanksgiving. Or as I like to call it, celebrating white people immigration day. <coughs> I'm happy to see all your bloated faces today. It makes me feel better about my own. But yeah, Thanksgiving's one of those holidays. It's always been uh, very ironic to me. I mean, for one, 
the main dish kind of sucks. Nobody looks forward to it. For two, everyone pretends to be thankful only long enough to get ready to buy shit we don't need. And for three, <coughs> about 50% of Americans, <coughs> Trump supporters, use this time to gather around a dry bird and talk about how much they hate immigration on none other than White People Immigration Day. I'm not hating though. I mean, what better way to celebrate white hypocrisy than celebrate the success of white colonialism and drink pumpkin spice? I might be being too hard on them though. I mean, pumpkin spice is delicious. And I might be coming across like I hate Thanksgiving. I don't. I don't hate Thanksgiving. That's not a thing for me. I actually consider overeating one of my favorite pastimes, and I appreciate that the fattest country in the world has a holiday dedicated to overeating. Seriously, one of the best, and I appreciate that. I ate a lot, though, yesterday, you guys. I, <laughs> I ate like COVID was going to kill me the next day. I had to jump about 20 times to get my jeans on this morning. I'm not, I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about it. I mean, as long as my hospital gown and ventilator still fit, I'm good. It's been a weird year, though. I shouldn't face this way. That's not a good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Is it good? Uh, <laughs> It's been a weird year. I mean, I'm pretty sure Christmas is going to suck, too. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I am looking forward to New Year's. I mean, not only do we get to count away a shitty year, but we get to count away a shitty president. You know, I think, I think it's almost poetic in a way that we're going to be counting down, you know, I d my family still looks at the giant ball that drops in New York City. You guys know the one I'm talking about. I don't know why it's a giant ball, but because we're counting away a shitty year and a shitty president, I think it would be a lot more entertaining to drop the ball on the White House lawn. That way, in true poetry, we can drop the giant ball on the lawn of the man who acts like his never did. That's my time today, Pam. That's what I got. I didn't do too many fat jokes today. <laughs> you didn't even shame our fat president. Like, what are you doing? Oh, what did I? I uh, I'll leave my mask on because I can't find my condom. I put my condom in my pocket. I was gonna reuse my condom. That's gross. Like, don't reuse. Christina Pickles, everyone! Yay! I don't think that's a real last name, but I love. You sort of look Cuban, so it makes me really happy. I'm like, oh, <laughs> put the pickles on the sandwich. I like it. You're um, acidic. No, you're not. You're better, but you're sweet. You're gorgeous and wonderful. Everybody clap it up again for Christina. Yay! Making fun of our president, who's not going to be the president anymore soon. Yay! It's so scary, actually. The 72 days in between the 
uh, election and the inauguration. These 72 days where, you know, he's like holding up in the White House. He's holding up there. He's like, I'm not going to leave. But he's also not going to say anything. And I can't wait in 20 years when we get to try him for war crimes because like 100,000 people die over these three. I don't want people to die. I'm just saying in 20 years we're going to try him for war crimes because a lot of people, because he can't. Hi! I was just making fun of the current president. Biden's going to be new. Yay! We're going to change everything and everyone masks and I don't know what's going to happen. Cool. I, uh, I actually, no, I don't want to do my Melania joke. Uh, Melania. Does anyone know what her name is? The first lady? What's her name? Melania. It's Melania. Yeah, I could never know what her name was. Melania. Melania. Yeah, it could be Kardashian. The thing is, I have no idea what her name is because she never speaks. <laughs> it's like you didn't say anything. You were there for four years. I'd love to make fun of her accent. I have no idea what she sounds like. <laughs> Nothing whatsoever. <laughs> the pictures. Oh, no. She's skinny and pretty. Oh, my God. And that's the thing. I grew up in the 90s. I know that no one listens to you unless you're skinny and pretty. <laughs> and I have an awesome eating disorder. Like, talk to us, Melania. Show us on the doll where he touched you. Are you okay? She's from either Slovenia or Slovakia. I don't know. I don't know which country, but they both border Hungary. And my God, she's starving. Someone feed that lady. <laughs> First lady, that lady. Feed her. Cool. All right, your next comedian, what a joy and a wonderment he is. He's going to play some music because he actually has, like, it's so funny that he's a comedian because he actually has talent. Like, he can play the guitar and the piano. He can do all kinds of things. But he's here to grace you with his amazingness. Put your hands together, everybody, for Josh Kahn. Yay! Josh Kahn, known for safety. Thanks, Pam, for building me up so much. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be great. Clap it up for me. I, sh I showered. I put on pants that are clean. That were clean three days ago. I put on pants. I put on pants, guys. That deserves clapping. I love coming to Pam Benjamin's show because you always get like a lot of facts in with your comedy. You know, like she knows like how many electoral votes each state has. Like. 72 days she's like oh the 72 days i'm like is this 72 is it really 72 days because this 72 days is gonna feel like 80 years between now and then so here's my impression of so joe get inaugurated so here's my impression of the administration in like the year like 2022 it's gonna go like this Hello, kamala are you in there yes joe i'm right here what Kamala, where did I put the launch codes again? They're in the bedside table drawer, Jill. Well, Kamala, what a, how do I how do I vote? Do I veto this? You don't veto anything, Joe. You let me make all the decisions. You just sit there and look white. Oh, okay. What a, what do I do? Kamala, did we is racism bad? Yes, Joe. We agreed our public stance is that racism is bad. No, we we, we want to forget that you signed the crime bill in '94. Just hope everybody glosses over that. I'm here. Thankfully, you're not going to screw anything up too bad. Um, so that is political stuff. I asked Pam to put me on second because she gave me some of her marijuana-infused bread. <laughs> and I ate some. And I was like, Pam, you better put me up next. It's kicking in. <laughs> like, I'm not going to be able to get through this thing. 
I don't, I don't need to wear the mask. I bought my own mic on him. You guys can hear me better this way. You can see how cute and deliciously sexy and uh, I don't want to toot my own horn. It's okay. I'm half Jewish, half Asian. That's why it looks like an interracial train wreck. Don't worry. Yeah, but Trump thinks he's like the he thinks he's the hero of the pandemic. He's 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 like I'm the hero of the pandemic. I'm practically the pandemic's Batman, right? Because I saved everybody. And did Batman wear a mask? Okay, yes, Batman wore a mask, but it didn't cover his nose and mouth. I'm the Batman of the pandemic, everybody. Yeah, that's right. And then Bane, like he's, you know, he's like the Batman's president. Bane's just working at some Korean barbecue. He's like, welcome to Soul of Gotham Korean barbecue. I am Bane, your server. You'll notice everyone in the restaurant is wearing a mask to prevent from COVID and the League of Shadows. If you remove my mask, it will be quite painful when I get COVID and die. People usually love Bane. It just seems like it's like flat out. Everyone's like, no, man, Tom Hardy, you don't say that about him. He's a great actor. Mad Max. Mm. You can tell I'm getting, I'm just like, I'm high. Should I just? Um, yeah. I wanted to tell Kurt. That's right. That's right. That's right. You ever have those moments like where you're all like at like at work, like the smoke sesh before work and like everybody just goes quiet and into their own thoughts and then you break back in and be like, y'all, we just had a moment. You know what I mean? Like when everyone's in the smoke sesh and nobody's saying nothing because everybody's just thinking their own thoughts. It's a beautiful thing. That just came to me because I was speaking to anyway, you know, so. Jokes and jokes and jokes. Kurt Cobain, dear Kurt Cobain, with the lights out, it is actually more dangerous, not less. I bought my toe. He's in denial. In denial. Mauricio, don't get, don't give me that, man. Okay, I'm gonna, here, okay, here's here, what Mauricio. What Mauricio said is, "I love you, Josh." Let me translate for that for you. There's a subtitle at the bottom. He says, "I love you, Josh," and the subtitle says, "Josh, shut the f up and play your guitar." So I will do that. He's like, that is what I meant. That is what I meant, Josh. Just, you know, stop telling the jokes that aren't working and just start playing your guitar, okay? Our friendship is on the line with this set that you got going here. That's a perfect Mauricio, by the way. You'll hear him later, but that is spot on. It really is. Okay. So, guitar. Just clap it up for the fact that I have a guitar. You like it. It's, uh, yeah. You can just be the, 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 the worst human being on earth. If you play a good enough guitar, nobody cares, right? You'll just be like a great human being, like like Eric Clapton, right? You're not gonna like this joke, man. <laughs> straight up. Straight up. No, he wrote the so very but very sad because he had a child that fell out the balcony window right when he was partying, doing too much cocaine. Back in the 80s or the 70s or something like that, right? He wrote that song, Tears in Heaven, about it, right? Here's my thing. I don't think Eric Clapton's actually that sad about Tears in Heaven because, like, how much money has he made off of that song? No? Would he be like, Would I still get paid <laughs> if you were not in heaven? No? I'm just trying that out. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. That's punching up, though, Eric Clapton, because, like, people used to spray paint, Clapton is God, you know? And it's like, God, God sacrificed his first child for our sins. You know, Eric Clapton's God sacrificed his first child at a Coke party because he was on a binger. Ooh. 
Went too far. Went too far. Blame the cannabis. Uh, like me again. Do you guys like Bob Dylan? You guys like Radiohead? So this is Bob Dylan singing Radiohead. <laughs> Bob Dylan sings Radiohead like this. I'm a creep. I'm a weirdo. What the hell am I doing here? I don't belong here. No, no. Baby's got the bands. Oh, no. Do I have any real friends? Oh, no. Bob Dylan singing Radiohead, everyone. That's what that was. <laughs> I am so I'm off my rocker right now. I you know, I actually I want to start like an R&B band with Jim Carrey. We're going to call it Ace of Bass Ventura. What do you think? What do you think about that, you know? All that she wants is another baby. All righty then. Snoop Dogg, remember when Snoop Dogg found reggae and he wanted to be called Snoop Lion? Remember that a few years ago? So now he found polka music. He wants to be called Snoop Cloggy Clog now. <laughs> Comes in with some Swiss mizzle, maybe some mini mosh mizzles. Oh my gosh, Pam likes the, the well-written stuff. Okay, uh, what do I do? Hey, you, you guys know what Led Zeppelin's favorite part of Thanksgiving is? The gravy, 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 gravy! <laughs> Yeah, dude, drive like your drug dealer lives here. <laughs> no one put a gun to your nose and made you do that cocaine. Man, it's like a cocaine-centric night for me here. I swear it's only weed that, I, that I'm that i on. Uh, I was going to do something funny. Okay, I saw this commercial the other day. It was like, uh, I couldn't tell if it was a commercial for like interiors or furniture or whatever like that. I couldn't tell what it was for. And then the music for the commercial kicked in, and I was even more confused. Because it was like an ACDC song. Tell me if you can figure out what commercial this was. If you are sick of your roommates and your girlfriends on your case and you want to get some time away but you don't want to find a new place just pick up your phone, say leave me alone I got an app for that Tucson, Reno, Tahoe, let's go. I found a two-room flat on Airbnb. I catch a flight, BNB, and I spend the night, BNB, then I drop a load, BNB, in the top of the commode. When you shit in the top of the, the toilet tank, it's called an upper decker. They flush it and they get poo the next time. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what I do when I Airbnb at your house. <laughs> I paid for it, man. I paid the maid fee. Anyway, so if you see that commercial, I did not get paid for writing that, and I'm very angry. Call my lawyer. Um, I want to remind you all to donate to Mutiny Radio. Uh, you can either do so here in the jar. Uh, it is We are funded by our listeners and our audience members, so... Be cool if you could drop something in the jar. If not, we do have a GoFundMe. No? No, I'm sorry. A Venmo. Scratch that. Reverse it. A Venmo. 
man, I am just like a great, I'm, the, I'm totally the person you want like shilling your stuff. I'm like, yeah, we have great shirts for sale. No, we sell blenders. Ah, blenders for sale. Ah. But you want them, you want them, they're great. You feel like the Beatles would have been really anti-death penalty if they were still alive, you know? Like, you say you want electrocution, well, you know, we're going to have to shave your head. No? Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. I am so high from that bread. Beware, Pam's pot bread. One. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't see it. One. If Pam was the witch in Hansel and Gretel, like Hansel and Gretel would have taken like two or three bites of her gingerbread house, 30 or 40 minutes later, they wouldn't have been able to push anybody into any oven. They wouldn't have been able to turn on the oven. Like, if Pam made all like the buildings in Godzilla, Godzilla would just bite one of them and just be like, (laughs) dead. Okay. This is a good time, guys. Thanks for having me. I'll play one more song and I'll get out of your face. It'll be a short song. The more we get together, 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 the more we get together, the more COVID-19. And my germs are your germs, and your germs are my germs. The more we get together, the more COVID-19. Let's federally legalize marijuana, everybody. Bye-bye. Josh Kahn, everyone. The song, stylings, and amazingment of Josh Kahn. Keep your hands clapping together. Yes. Yay. He does song parodies. I love karaoke. You know, the one thing I miss about COVID more than anything else is karaoke. We're not allowed to sing karaoke anymore, and that makes me very, very sad. Because I had a song that I sang at karaoke that was hilarious and amazing. I love Alanis Morissette, yes, and I love her song, isn't it ironic, but I like to sing it in the style of James Hetfield, right, of Metallica, goes like this, isn't it ironic, don't you think, huh, a little too ironic, I really do think, it's like Rayon, on your wedding day, huh, the free ride when you've already paid her. But Lars is very mad because no one's paying for their music anymore. <laughs> it's all free. And he's very pissed off. Lars. Cool. All right. We've got more comics for you. Uh, who wants to go next? Oh, yeah. Your next comedian. What a joy and a wonderment he is. He's so funny and so amazing. He also <laughs> is like... He's 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 a millennial who's made his goals, you know, like he he is the manager of a strip club. What could be better as a 24 year old man than to be the manager of a strip club? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I I love I love watching world premiere soccer because finally I get to watch hot 23 year old men actually make their goals. But (laughs) but this next comedian, he's made his goals. He works in a strip club. Put your hands together, everybody, for Mark Neuer. Yay! Keep fucking, or keep freaking clapping. 
time I checked, it was sweet. Because it's red. It was a gang reference. I listened to too much music. You thought the trench coat was for nothing, huh? It ain't for nothing. It ain't for nothing. Quit playing with me. Someone has to do it. You know what I mean? If Josh Khan's going to come up here and kill it with his props, I got to come up here with... I just got to play my part. You know what I mean? I can't look like I just walked out of the set of Law & Order SVU and not have a gun on me as well, you know? No? No? Okay. That's fine. That's fine. Did you guys not laugh at the Law & Order SVU joke because I still had the gun in my hand? <laughs> good. Good. So good. Uh, I don't know, dude. I don't really, I could, I could do jokes, but I feel more inclined to do a story about me because Pam talked about my goals and aspirations and they pretty much end at strip club manager, let me tell you. <laughs> so it's pretty great. Uh, I am a dropout from Modesto, California. Uh, and I, I moved here to pursue uh, comedy and pussy. And uh, unfortunately, vegan pussy and I don't really get along too well. I love it so much. It's so good. It tastes like mango white claw, but it just doesn't, it doesn't really like me too much. You know what I mean? Sometimes you get the tangerine flavor. It's fantastic. But it just hates me. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So that's why I came out here to pursue. And uh, comedy kind of sucks, but oh, if, oh. What do you mean, Mark? You're just so great. Shut up. <laughs> shut shut up. Now, comedy kind of sucks, but, you know, I, I've, been, I've been homeless out here twice. Uh, I've, I've slept on the streets of San Francisco, uh, and w one of those times of being homeless. And that's not like a unique thing for comedians. Uh, a lot of us are displaced. But through the trials and tribulations of life and being a white male who looks straight as could be, took over a strip club on... Market in Sixth Street, so I guess I don't know. I just really I feel like I should have finished high school. <laughs> should have went to college, you know what I mean? Then I wouldn't be taking pictures of naked women as a job. Started as a daytime DJ there. Damn, should have never quit Petco. You know what I mean? Should have never quit. Should have just stayed at McDonald's in Ripon, California getting stuck behind tractors. You didn't even know there was tractors in California, did you? Let alone to get stuck behind them on a main road in a city. So good. Should have stayed out there. Most of you are old. <laughs> Older than me, so. So for this, this probably just sounds like a major flex. And the sarcasm is just, just feeling like a knife, but it's okay. We're, we're going to die the same year. It's good. <laughs> it's okay. I don't have a bank account. I don't. I don't. I use Venmo. I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't really trust banks. They don't trust me. It's a mutual thing. And I just, I don't know. So this is like one of the only holidays where I just 
want to kill white people, you know? I know. I'm just so ungrateful. I'm so ungrateful. It's, it's, a, it's a shitty thing, you know? I know, and it was horrible. It was so bad. I don't know why everyone gets around and like play pr plays pretend. Like, what are you doing? What, the f what are you doing? What are you celebrating? Crazy. Bananas. It's freaking bananas. It's incredible. It's 2020 and Thanksgiving has not been canceled. It's incredible.